In relationships, people tend to express love to a partner in the way they'd personally most like to receive it. And sometimes you may not even know how the other person wants to be loved. Which is why we're going to talk about what exactly love languages are and the importance of understanding a partner's love language. She, a podcast for the non-traditional woman. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a a couple. couple. Join us as we break down the modern feminine experience and explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone, and welcome to our ninth episode of SHE, an acronym for Shifting Our Experience. We're recording from Los Angeles, California. And we release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you're following us to be the first to hear our new topic of the week. And make sure you download and rate this podcast and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Our Experience. And we want to give a shout out to Feedspot for featuring us on their top 15 lesbian podcasts to listen to. So thanks a lot, Feedspot. Yes, thank you, Feedspot. And we also want to shout out our woman of the week, Veronica DaCosta, for being a very open-minded young woman and who's loving the conversations on our podcast. Thanks, Veronica. So we believe love languages are often overlooked in relationships when in reality, understanding how someone gives and receives love is key to creating a successful relationship. Yeah, and some partners are fortunate enough to have their love languages match up, while others have to work harder at understanding their significant other. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't know what love languages are, it originally came from a book by Gary Chapman that was published in 1992, breaking down the different styles in which romantic partners express and experience love. Yeah, so Gary Chapman was a marriage counsellor and he came up with a test that you can complete online to find out what your love languages are and how you can rank in comparison to your partner. And it's a fun and insightful way to get to know each other. Yeah, it's always a fun little conversation starter. But, you know, we believe it's more than that. And by the way, this is not like, you know, sponsored or anything. We just love this concept. Exactly. Yeah. So basically they're... There are five love languages that are outlined in both this book and the online test. Yeah, and Sophie and I actually did the love languages test together when we first met. Um, You know, since at the beginning of our relationship, we were a long distance couple. So Mm -hmm. we would always come up with like fun ways to get to know each other better, you know? Yeah, and this was one of them. I still remember our results. (laughs) Yeah, because we scored the exact same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. I kind of figured that we had the same love language, but I was surprised that our scores were the same in every category. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And this test, just to break it down for you and anyone who hasn't done it yet online, has you answer questions about yourself and the behaviours of your potential partner to then uh, rank your love languages by points out of the five options. Yeah. And for reference, Sophie and I's were the exact same. So like, I'll just break it down. (laughs) So... (laughs) We both got an 11 for quality time. Yeah, quality time was our top category. Yeah, yeah not sh- not shocking. Yeah, because when you're long distance, you're craving that. Yeah, and we spent so much time like on the phone trying to like, you know, FaceTime and um, that was our quality time in, in that era. So mm-hmm. then secondly, we got a 10 for physical touch. Also not surprising. Six for <laughs> words of affirmation three for acts of service, and zero for receiving gifts. Yeah, receiving gifts is a category which I was shocked by just because like, I didn't think it was that common for someone to want. Like, It wasn't like a common thing for someone to want in a relationship, but apparently a lot of people expect or want gifts from their partner as an act of love. You were shocked that receiving gifts was even an like a category in the languages yeah I think that's just because like that's not our love language but for some people you know it is it is yeah but then like this test is also a great way to understand like how other people not just like the two people in a relationship but other people out there you know and how 
they every love relationship each other. is different you know yeah it's definitely like the love language that gets a lot of pushback receiving gifts you know uh but it's geared towards someone who values thoughtfulness behind gifts as well yeah it's not necessarily like um a gold digger yeah <laughs> although like it, sometimes it can i mean be. it can be that but it also has like a different meaning so i didn't yeah. know that so why do you think love languages are so important then and like especially for non-traditional women yeah well i've said before that i think a non-traditional woman would always be open to improving themselves and their self-awareness and this is where i think um love languages become important like first off understanding your own love language and how you express love yeah exactly yeah because it's all about I guess like knowing yourself first so that when you come together with a potential partner you can better assess your compatibility so like the five love languages are basically ways that you you speak and understand emotional love and you can learn a lot about yourself from understanding how you communicate love you know yeah and I personally believe that an individual's love language does determine how compatible they are with someone I mean There's lots of different factors that obviously determine how compatible two people are. But love languages is definitely one of them. And one that's actually overlooked. I mean, I personally never even heard of love languages until I met you and you introduced me to it. And yeah, we love doing all those quizzes. Yeah, it was really interesting for me to learn about love languages because it was a whole new concept for me. Um, I always believe that, yeah, we express love differently. I just never knew there was actual different categories so it was like really interesting to read about it all because yeah of course when you think about it and when you think about other relationships that you know or past relationships you've been in or the one you're in now and you think about those categories it really does make sense yeah it's interesting seeing them all in categories I think like breaking it down into five categories makes things like more clear for you you know yeah, when you discuss it with someone then you really can see how those categories are so valid and and really do make sense Yeah, and I feel like love languages are a non-traditional topic. You know, it's not exactly traditional to speak about compatibility from the standpoint of either you are or you're not. And tradition always tells people that they can work through, you know, any differences with their partner. Whereas, like, I kind of believe that people are simply compatible or not compatible. And that's where love languages come into play. You know, you either express love in a similar way or you're self-aware enough to give love to your partner in a way they receive it. Or you're just like not compatible in the first place, you know, to be mature enough to do so. Yeah. So what would you say then to couples who are with each other in a relationship, love each other, they do the test and they have like opposite love languages or they're just not aligning well (laughs) well I think if they're surprised by their results they're surprised they're opposite that's a bit of a red flag especially if you've been in a relationship with the person for a while you should kind of almost be aware like oh like I kind of know my partner and I maybe express and receive love differently but seeing the categories puts it more into perspective like that's how they receive it and I guess if you receive love differently if you give love differently and you're aware of that like people can be opposite and have like different viewpoints and different ways of like just being who they are definitely um in a relationship and that's fine that's so normal but it's how you deal with and respect like the other person's way of like showing love or communicating love and working together and so it's all about acknowledging that this is how the other person communicates love and not knocking that but understanding it yeah if you're willing to understand and work through it and it's not such a shock that these are the results and you kind of knew that in the first place I think I just meant like when you do this test with your partner or if you've done it if you are shocked by your partner's top result like you had no idea like that is a bit of a red flag like 
for instance, if your top was like physical touch and your partner was shocked by that, it's almost like, well, how did you miss that? You know, like, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Well, why don't we like discuss the five topics just to give examples of exactly like what they are and chat about them further then so yeah let's chat more in depth about like what the five love languages are what they mean and maybe we can like give some examples on how they're often used yeah do you want to start with our top one quality time quality time yeah I mean it's pretty straightforward quality time is spending time with your partner it's about being together paying attention to each other uh, sharing something meaningful together and listening and communicating and I think a big part of it is you know undivided attention not just quality time like you're sitting next to each other on the couch on your phones yeah that's not quality time and I think probably people some people in the relationship might think that that is and then that's where an argument could start you know blah 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 yeah so, you're not spending time with me because you're on your phone kind of yeah. thing and someone's like I'm sitting right next to you like yeah yeah well that's why there are these different categories because a lot of people um, think that they are actually showing a lot of love and the other person's like no and like the problem is for a lot of people is that they expect the love to be they they expect the love that they're giving to be the same love that they're going to get back and that's not always the case and I think that's where like a lot of rows happen so for example another um, love language is acts of service so your partner may be showing love by changing the oil in the car or picking up groceries on the way home from work or whatever but you don't recognize that as an act of love or affection or whatever because you want quality time you know you want sitting together when you get home from work and chatting about your day asking each other what happened and just being available and listening to each other yeah, and I think that's why you and I value quality time so much as we like love discussing our, like like you said, our day and we love setting time aside for each other, you know? So it's good like to communicate in that sense about like, okay, well, this is how I show love and this is how you show love and I want you to recognize that this is how I'm like showing that I really care about you by like, you know, fixing the car or whatever. And the other person is like, well, okay, but this is how I like to receive it. So can you give me more quality time instead of like fixing the car and thinking that's enough you know it's like all about communicating and this test is actually really interesting like that because you do get the opportunity to to learn about each other yeah it's a good platform to like facilitate communication and understand what your partner wants and what you want and what you see as an act of love versus what they see as an act of love so you mentioned acts of service so that love language includes anything you do to ease the burden of responsibility like you mentioned fixing the car going grocery shopping or even just vacuuming the floors you know anything to ease the responsibility of your partner and take some weight off of them someone who values an act of service or that's you know their love language that's what they would expect from a partner yeah so the person who is doing all these acts of service actually expects a little of that back from the other person but they might want the quality time or they might want the physical touch whatever so I mean yeah it's ironic how sometimes you as an individual will perform your love language for your partner but in reality that's the way you expect to be loved and expect in return you know yeah that's so interesting and it's all about recognizing that the other person has a different way of expressing love and yeah so like the third love language is physical touch and this is actually one of the most common love languages aside from quality time like quality time ranked in the highest category for most common and physical touch was I believe second or third yeah which is basically people who speak this love language they thrive on any type of physical touch so hand holding hugs a pat on the back you know even something like offering to give like a neck massage or something like that could be considered like physical touch and 
it's more than just like the physical sexual aspect. It has everything to do with more so showing affection, really. Yeah. yeah. Showing that you're there, that you're present, that you you're taking care of your partner, basically, you know. Like taking care of your partner. Yeah, it's not just sexual. It's also like, you know, just giving your partner that attention. That, that physical attention. Yeah, that you physical know. attention. I mean, that is so important. It's such an important part of a relationship. We are physical beings. So yeah, like a neck massage or even just a hug or lying like into lying them into on, each the couch. Other on the couch. Like, I you knew know, you were gonna say that. Yeah. So these things are really important in a relationship. If that's high on your list, it's important to communicate that with the other person. If it's not high on their list, you know, it's all about give and take. So feeling like you're not getting enough of that physical attention is basically your reaction of not receiving love the way you want it. This is how you want love to be given to you. And sometimes the other person doesn't know that. Yeah, if someone's love language like isn't physical touch and it's like the exact opposite, they may read physical touch as like, you're too needy, you're too this. But in reality, physical touch is just wanting to be close to someone, you know, and express that love in a physical way. So the fourth love language that we're going to get into is words of affirmation. And this is when you can make your partner feel loved by telling them how much you appreciate them or complimenting their appearance or commending them for a job well done at work you know like and these words can be spoken face to face over the phone a written card text even I know texts like mean a lot to people especially when they're first starting to date someone or get to know somebody sometimes those initial texts are like super important absolutely yeah like think about somebody who's very vocal very um very comfortable and confident expressing their emotions and then maybe they're dating someone who is a little bit shy I mean that's so common and that's so okay but if it's one-sided and one person is constantly given these like nice nice compliments and everything like that they're gonna want to get it back and I mean that's a really good indication of like okay that's what that person's love language is yeah they're always complimenting me yeah if they're always like being vocal about how they feel about you or if they're really touchy and they want to hug and kiss all the time they're indicators as to what that person's love language is and it's so important then for the other person to recognize that and to be like okay that's how they want to be loved you know yeah light bulb here okay this is how they communicate this is what I need to give back to them yeah and words of affirmation is kind of an easy one to pick up on because if someone is yeah like you're saying is super vocal with everything and I love you you look great today and all these compliments someone whose love language isn't that might be seeing it as like oh my god like all they do is compliment me but that's kind of how they're looking to receive it back you know yeah exactly as well as wanting to give it to you they also want to get it back that way yeah they're under the impression that this is how you should be expressing love so of course they're going to shower you with compliments and everything yeah and then you have people who want to be showered in gifts which is the next uh, love language the final love language and actually the one that's least common by just a margin but it's still the least common love language that being said though I do know a lot of people with this love language we all did this test at work at one point and like there were a few people whose love language was receiving gifts. So it was really interesting to hear their perspective on why and what the story behind it was. So what was the story? I'm just curious. Like, what was the story? Like, the people that you've spoken to who do like to receive gifts or... Well, for them, it was an expression of, oh, how well do you know me? Like, what kind of gifts? Like, what's what's the thought going behind the gift? I think that's what it was. Yeah, it's not just exactly about 
It's about, yeah, the intention, the thought behind it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, I get that. Yeah, like people with the love language of receiving gifts are more moved by the time, thought and effort put into choosing the gift, you know, and of course, like what the gift is for sure. Yeah, you know, I think we're all a bit like that. Yeah, everyone cares about how thoughtful a gift is. And, you know, it's an indication of, oh, well, how well do you know me if you're getting me this, but I don't like that. Maybe not to an extreme, but um, like maybe we don't all want to be showered in gifts all the time. But, you know, when it's our birthday and like our loved ones give us a gift and you think about the thought that went behind that you know like that's so romantic so I understand that yeah I think most people perceive that as something materialistic I know when I first read about that love language I kind of did yeah that's what I did yeah Yeah, I was kind of like well I don't really like care about gifts they don't mean as much to me and I prefer you know quality time or physical touch but that's just my love language you know so we've gone through all of the five love languages but I want to ask you what would you say are two love languages that if two people are opposite on They'd have to work really hard at understanding each other. Oh, I think this one's actually an easy one for me. I feel like if someone's love language is physical touch and their partner's love language is receiving gifts, that's two very different things. One is a physical form of affection where you're expressing love by trying to be close to somebody physically. And the other is affection via like thoughtfulness and almost like I'm trying to say like almost a distant form of affection yeah I understand that they're two very different types of attention because think about if you know you and I are lying on the couch and we're very lovey-dovey and we're hugging and we're just very close to each other yeah Yeah. it's a physical it's a physical thing it's almost like an energy thing for me yeah so like what happens then like beyond that you know like we feel really loved when we're physical with each other but if I was to come home to you every Friday evening with a bunch of flowers and then, you know, just give them to you and you're like, oh, wow, that's so nice. I feel so loved. And then like just scurry off into the room and work on my laptop for hours. and Yeah, and be separate for the rest of the night. It's a different attention, you know, like I think the physical attention, depending on how often you're giving it, can be a lot more powerful. It it's can a lot say more, a lot more. It's a lot more personal as well, I feel. But that might just be because those are our love languages. Exactly, yeah. Some people prefer that and they're like, oh, look how thoughtful they are. They brought me flowers every Friday. Whereas we would kind to be like okay but pay attention to me and hang out with me yeah give me the flowers and give me the attention yeah. <laughs> but then you and I wouldn't because we'd be like nah like leave the flowers in the fields it's fine yeah <laughs> you know, like just sit on the couch with me and give me attention listen to what I have to say and let's talk and exactly so it's just all, like there's still it's still love it's still affection it's still attention but like they're very very different and it just depends on the person we're all different we all have different personalities and that's the thing like you can be in a relationship with someone who has a completely different personality to you and the relationship may be great and it can work really well but like communicate the fact that you have a different way of expressing love with yeah. that other person be because aware otherwise of it. you might be in like rows all the time that can be totally avoided you know yeah love languages and discussing love languages definitely are a part of being compatible and also like no surprise here that the two girls in a relationship let like host a podcast love like being together and talking and value <laughs> that you know of course yeah, we just like work together and we <laughs> hang out together. And now that we're in quarantine, we love together, quality time. We, we love quarantine time together. Yeah. <laughs> quality time. No wonder it was the number one for us. Yeah. So, on that point of like two opposite love languages, um, would you agree with me that those two would be like the ones you have to work at the most? Or, yeah, I would pretty much agree with you. I think that, um, I think that they're all great in like moderation, you know? So, yeah. I think that the receiving gifts. And the words of affirmation are kind of on like the same level there. Like they're kind of the same. 
but still like as valid, but different from the other ones, you know, so different from physical um, touch or physical attention. Quality time. Yeah, and acts of service maybe more similar to receiving the gifts. Yeah, receiving gifts is like an act of service. Yeah, like like none of them are like really like better than the other, you know, it's all, we all do each of these, like I said, I think, you know, in moderation, but yeah, I think if you are more of the physical attention, quality time type of person, and the other person is the other things, then it could be a little bit of, there could be a little bit of a clash. Like a bit mismatched in that sense. You'd really have to work harder at it. But I really, really do believe it's just about communicating. That's why I think this is such a cool test because... It forces you to communicate with your partner almost. Like I was saying, it's a good platform. Yeah, you really get to know each other, really. So I'm all about this test. I think it's a really, really good idea. You know, just like in terms of, yeah, like being aware of the other person in the relationship. And you don't even have to be in a relationship to do this test. I think the first time I had actually done it, I was single and I was like, oh, this is an interesting test to do to figure out and learn more about myself and Mm -hmm. the way I communicate. This is such a good tool for just getting to know yourself. Yeah, that's a really good point. And we were talking so much like about a relationship and there was a lot of heavy focus on that but yeah that's such a good point and it's a way also for you to be able to narrow down what it is you want and like recognize the green yeah yeah, (laughs) recognize the green flags that someone has or at least the green flags that someone has for you you know that you want in a relationship yeah 100 percent. you get to figure out who you are in the process Definitely. So after speaking about all of the love languages and the test and us doing it, what would be your takeaway on today's episode? Um, My takeaway is basically like that communication is key. And I think that this love languages test can really help you. And, you know, I think that what bothers a person in a relationship whose love language is different from their partners is that they get frustrated and think that the effort is one sided. If one person is offering acts of service, you know, helping out, putting away the shopping or cleaning the house, whatever, it isn't enough for the other person who who wants the quality time, you know? They want the quality time given in return. So the person wants the love language that they are giving out given back to them. But if you don't know that, that's going to cause, like, some problems. And it's interesting because understanding love languages can give so much clarity to, like, a recurrent argument and can really allow you to get to know your partner on a scale that you may never even have considered before. So learning the other person's love language really can minimize like a lot of the miscommunications between the both of you. That is such a good point. You really nailed it there. I feel like our takeaway is pretty similar. Um, mine would be that a healthy relationship requires effective communication, respect, and support. And I think two people with different or opposite love languages can make it work. But only if they're able to recognize that their partner wants to be loved in a different way that they do and are willing to express love in that way, you know, having these discussions and being open minded, like you said, I think compatibility in general is such a key factor in relationships. And the love languages test is a really interesting way to facilitate that conversation. Exactly, yeah. Love it. Oh, so that wraps up today's episode. We'd love to hear your story on how you're living a non-traditional life as a woman, and we'd love to hear what your love language is. So follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next woman of the week. And make sure you download, rate, and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic. And hopefully this has helped inspire you to learn what your love language is and if it matches your partners. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.